hovering over the skies of a post-Christian society, we have spotted a man with a donut in one hand oh. and rosary beads in another. Child, I'm about to whoop Satan's behind. He is boldly proclaiming truth and reason like no rigid Catholic ever has before. The David L. Gray Show begins now. Jesus loves you and is there for you. Welcome in to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. And we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Dominic Guzman, pray for us. Venerable Pierre Toussaint, pray for us and st john newman whose feast day it is pray for us um so what are we talking about today um i know many of you celebrated the feast of the epiphany on this previous sunday but thursday january 6 is the actual feast day of the epiphany that our tradition actually that we received through our tradition um it's the one that the fathers of the church knew about so let's gather our thoughts around what is the theology that the liturgy communicates to us about that day about the epiphany what does the liturgy have to say about it so we're going to talk about that and starting at about the 15 minute mark champion surfer author Bear Wozniak would be on the David O. Gray show to converse with us about his new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. You may have heard Bear's show on EWTN. It's called the Bear Wozniak Adventure Radio Show. So I'm excited to have him on. It's the first time that I'm actually going to have a ninja on the show. He's like a real ninja. So <laughs> that's going to be pretty exciting. So the phone number, if you want to call in, is 877-757-9424. That's 877-757. 757-9424. Sissel, my producer, is here. How's it going, Sissel? It is going pretty well, David. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are, are you excited as well to have a like a real-life ninja on the show? I am. I was really like wishing that I had, was secretly a ninja, and I could just come out and be like, David, I've been a ninja this whole time. I am the first ninja you had. But then I just remembered like the failed like three karate classes I took growing up. And oh, was, yeah. 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 And I realized I wasn't actually cut out for that sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've... um. Karate. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching. Um, so right now I think I'm watching. Well, you know, I binge binge watched the whole Karate Kid. I mm. think it's season four, so binge watched that. So I, I think I've had my karate intake already this year. So oh, that's good. I was looking at one of the stories. Um, some of the weird stories that's that's <laughs> that's it. The news today, and I saw this story. So, um, you know, wherever people are at wherever our listeners are at on, on the whole vaccine thing whatever but i think some some people just should just find this weird so in germany they've been of course encouraging people to get vaccinated you know against COVID 19. and so this lady comes up with this this plan to arrange her cows all the cows on her farm into the shape of a syringe to encourage people to get vaccinated 
And I'm like, okay, I've already had enough with Chick-fil-A repurposing a cow to sell chicken, right? <laughs> but now we're repurposing a cow to sell the vaccine? Come on. That, I mean, when I saw that article, I, I honestly was like, okay, this is not like The Onion or something, right? <laughs> Babylon Bee, please. I just, you know, first off, I don't know how this became news. <laughs> I ask that a lot, a lot these days. There are a lot of articles that I have seen where I'm just like, surely there's something more interesting happening in the world. Yeah. But, um, man, respect to the lady for figuring out how to get her cows to stay in place <laughs> to be a charade. Yeah. yeah. So she, she lays out a bunch of bread in the shape of a syringe and somehow herds them over to this bread. And I... I I didn't know cows ate bread. I thought uh, they I didn't either. I, that, that was another thing. But also in Germany, so Germany is coming up all these weird ways to get people to to cooperate. And so they also have um they're also have got the nightclubs. The nightclubs. Um so you could go to a nightclub, right? You're there dancing, and over there there's a little booth. Like typically at nightclubs, there might be a little booth where you could take pictures, something like that. But apparently there's this booth that you can go to and get injected. So they're they're going, they're working overtime. Wow. Yeah, I feel like mixing alcohol with getting a vaccine may not be the best idea. But no. that's just that's just me. I always thought the ones that were funny were like Krispy Kreme. You could go get a free donut after you got the vaccine, and I thought that was really interesting because that was, again, kind of counter staying healthy. Yeah, uh, which didn't really make sense to me. But not you know, it's it's been very entertaining. I will say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if the if we ever run out of stories <laughs> to write about, <laughs> don't worry, someone will be doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually a Florida man yeah, or a yeah, Germany a Florida person. Man. You what? know what's really yeah. funny is that I was born in Florida, and so was my brother. And I just came to the realization a few weeks ago. I'm like, oh, you are a Florida man. You just have to do something crazy, and I can report about it. <laughs> yep. So what's going on at the network right? Yeah. Well, as people may have heard, we are in the middle of our car raffle season. We kind of just started, had our kick kickoff show on Monday. And if for those who are listening don't know what that is, uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network, every January and February, we raffle off a car. Um, and so the drawing is on February 25th. And uh, this year we are raffling off a 2022 Night Black Mercedes-Benz GLA 250, which is like a compact SUV very very snazzy looking um I, i'm not the car person but it's a car that everyone really really uh likes and it was very very popular in the past so we're raffling off that one and uh if anyone listening uh wants to get some tickets you can contact your local general manager uh for whatever station you're listening to or you can go online to grnonline.com forward slash raffle to get those tickets so uh david are you gonna are you gonna sell t raffle tickets for us I'm going to do my best. Um, now that I had that link, I want to um, see if I can sell the most tickets to, you know, my, my, my followers. There you so, go. There you go. Yeah, I'm glad you can buy those online. So that's great. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, we have back to the father this week or we do after a quite extensive break. We are back for our first show of 2022 and uh, really excited about it. Usually um, I don't hear too early in advance because uh, about what we're going to be talking about because Dave is the teacher. I am just the mere student who shows uh -huh. up and yeah. tries to understand St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, but uh, this time, Dave and I actually had a conversation uh, based on a conversation I actually had with my siblings about uh, the power of the spoken word and if words have ah. meaning inherently. And yeah. uh, apparently, yeah. I didn't realize, but this is a very, very, very deep talk topic that's discussed, especially 
in modern philosophy. And so we're going to probably only scratch the surface of this conversation, um, but going to kind of do a little bit of philosophy of linguistics Ooh. on uh, Friday's show. So if you want to, if you have any questions about that, or you want to learn more and maybe hear what St. Thomas has to say, uh, tune in this Friday at uh, 2 p.m. Central Time on all of our social yeah. media platforms on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, join us for that conversation because I'm guaranteed it's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that topic, sis. So I'm going to make sure I don't, I don't schedule any meetings around that time. Oh, so, perfect. At least we have yeah. one person watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Cecil. Of course. So, yeah, make sure you guys get out there and watch Back to the Father, Fridays, 2 p.m. Uh, very, you know, Thomas, Thomas, the theology of Thomas Aquinas, the Summa, really made easy for uh, people who have smaller brain capacity. And make sure you make sure you download the Guadalupe Radio Nap app also on your smartphone and use it to listen to all of the programming here on Guadalupe Radio Network, starting in the morning with the Catholic Drive Time Show with Joe McClain, Adrian Francesca, Rodolfo Carlos, starts at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Also, please subscribe to us, Guadalupe Radio Network, on all the social media platforms like, Dave, like uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And this is the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. Visit me online, davidlgray.info. You know, some of you may be old enough to remember a time when a group of immigrants in Boston plotted against the government. Dressing, as, dressing up as Native Americans, they headed to the docks to overthrow, to throw some crates of tea into the harbor waters. And if you recall, when that happened, no one called those immigrants racist or um, anything for their cultural appropriation, right? No one even called it cultural appropriation, posing as Native Americans. No one on this side of the ocean even called them rebels, rioters, or insurrectionists. The reason being is because winners of the war get to write the history, and the historians on the winning side are the ones who get to call the winners revolutionaries instead of insurrectionists patriots instead of rebels we as americans we appreciate the american civil war the war of independence but we have to admit that the brits at that time called it treason <laughs> while the colonists had some sympathizers in england they did there were other leading newspapers in england at the time that pointed out the hypocrisy of the yanks fighting for independence in 1774, a gentleman by the name of Samuel Johnson, who is the compiler of the first modern um, English dictionary and a very influential British writer, he, he has set the tone back in, 19, in 1774. He was asking his readers, how is it that we hear the loudest yelps for liberty among the enslavers of Negroes? He was just pointing out the hypocrisy of the whole thing. In 1780, English, English historian Edward Gibbon wrote that America was founded on the criminal enterprise of rebellion. So as the political left in the United States moves the levers of history to call what happened on January 6, 2020, an insurrection, and the political right tries to frame it as a largely peaceful protest, we Christians close out our Christmas tide on that same day in recognition of that the only real insurrection that is taking place in the world is the one that took place on the Christ mass, the sending of Christ into the world 2000 years ago. 
The insurrection that we know about as Christians began with Herod's massacre of the Holy Innocents, executing male children two years old and younger in the vicinity of Jerusalem, to the crucifixion of Christ on the cross, to the perse persecution of Catholics for the first three centuries, and all the way to the day when being a faithful Catholic is still the most dangerous choice that one can make. To be sure, physically and financially, it's more dangerous to be a Catholic in most communist, Muslim, and, and Hindu countries today, but the persecution, the insurrection against Christ and his church always looks as hostile as society allows it to be. If they can kill us, they will. If they can keep us unemployed, they will. If they can make attending mass hard on us, they will. If they can force us to violate our dogma and traditions, they will. The insurrection against Christ in his church takes the form of whatever society allows at the time. Hate against Christ and his church reaches the limit of whatever society allows at that moment. It always has. The epiphany, the manifestation or appearance of God, or the theophany, the, the sighting of God by worshipers, or the appearance of God to worshipers, is not a new religious concept finally sold in Christianity. Rather, it's really old as time itself. People believing and attesting that they have, they have encountered the one who is completely other than them. It is the testimony belonging to Moses, the wise men, and perhaps you yourself. Manifestations of God are, are different in apparitions, but God appears. And we bear witness for the grace of having that encounter. But we give testimony on the Feast of the Epiphany. What we do on the Feast of the Epiphany is that this was the only manifestation of God that has been the cause of both holiness and hostility for the two millennia to follow it. There has been no epiphany of God, no theophany of God that has so completely changed the trajectory of human history as the epiphany of Jesus Christ. The liturgy of the Catholic Mass captures the, the consequential nature of the epiphany better than anything else. I think the Mass, we can look at the liturgy and we say yes. The liturgy succinctly and probably par excellence captures just the nature of the epiphany event better than anything else that we have in our faith. Let me talk about this for a moment. Well, first at the mass, God has three presences immediately at the mass that we recognize. God is present. He has a type of theophany immediately in the mass in three forms. One as the priest who comes in persona Christi. Second, God manifests itself in a type of presence through his people, his baptized people, who he dwells in through the Holy Spirit. And third, he's present. He makes his theophany through his inspired word because his word is living. Okay, so through his priest, through his baptized through people and through his word, his living word, God is present. He appears to us. Right. All types of theophanies, right? have this in common God being present but the second is even greater that we see at the mass but it's the, it's the coming presence of Christ Jesus among the adopted children of God of God the Father but it does not immediately come if you notice right the the great theophany the Holy Eucharist doesn't 
come immediately like the beginning of mass. No, rather, we have to be prepared for his coming among us. In this way, the liturgy is sort of like salvation history. It guides us along, it prepares us, right? So, so, so such, the, the liturgy guides us through that journey of repentance, of hearing his word, sacrificing, making an offering, until we are finally ready, and there it is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But if that is all that God did for us, <laughs> if he just appeared and did not change us, then Christianity would be a joke religion, and really no better than any other. God appears to Moses in a burning bush and delivered the Jews from captivity and gave them commands. But none of them were regenerated from that encounter. None of them received the Holy Spirit as the indwelling as a gift. In Hindu, the Brahma, the Vishnu, the Shiva, they all can manifest, but they cannot change our very nature. They cannot redeem us. They cannot change us on just an ontological level of cleansing us of humanity's original sin. They appear, but they don't change us. Islam also has the manifestations, right? They believe that Allah manifests himself before the prophets. But that appearance, even they, they also believe that the mind can have manifestations, right? This, this great awareness of God. Um, but even with those manifestations of Islam to the one who su submits, it does not regenerate them, nor does it make them one with God. So here, Catholicism proves itself again to be the fullness of God's truth. For through the sacraments of the Holy Eucharist, the, the great theophany, the great epiphany at the Mass, the epiphany that comes again and again and again, and we consume him who has come into our bodies so that we might be one with him. This admirable exchange of God becoming man so that man might become like God is the literal taste, taste of the epiphany event at the liturgy. At the Mass, we truly taste the Epiphany event, which is the most consequential event in salvation history. And Satan knows it. Satan knows it. He knows what Epiphany events. He knows what happens at Mass, that we become holy through this Epiphany, this epiphany that we have salvation through this Epiphany. He knows it. And that is why his insurrections have always been directed towards it. Therefore, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion seeking for someone who he may devour. And that's all I know about that. Right after the break, champion surfer, author, and radio host, Bear Wozniak comes on the David O. Gray Show to converse with us about his new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. This is the David O. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul.
as a Catholic single, imagine walking up to that pretty lady and saying, Hey, you, get out of my dreams and into my 2022 Midnight Black GLA 250. Well, the GRN has given you a chance to make that dream a reality. Between now and February 21st, go to grnonline.com, buy five tickets for $100 or $25 for one, and let her come to you. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. What is the new evangelization? It is the invitation for each Catholic to renew their relationship with Jesus Christ and His Church. The major focus of the new evangelization calls for all Catholics to be evangelized and then to go forth to evangelize others. This is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I wanted to assure you that the GRN is totally dedicated and committed to sharing the gospel message far and wide in order to bring as many souls as possible closer to Jesus Christ through His Church. When someone tunes into the GRN, the Holy Spirit works in those private interactions, and their hearts are open to that divine touch. God's plan is that our listeners are transformed, then the world will be transformed. This is why the new evangelization is so important. We know from our listeners' feedback that lives are being changed forever. This has been your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic radio, radio for your soul. Welcome back in to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Shout out to everyone who is watching on the live stream. Let me just jump in here and mention a few people. Have Albie in Angeles. I said she's had her last kid at the age of 47 on the feast of the Epiphany. Tomorrow will be 25 years. So um, we could do the math there and we could definitely find out how old she is. So congratulations for um congratulations for that the feast of the epiphany wow i had a baby that that is that is that is awesome um tiger 126 says there are many conspiracy stories theories involving the federal government and are all true <laughs> um so yeah welcome back in to the david o'gray show got a exciting exciting guest for you um and as sister and i were talking about earlier in the show um this is the first ninja that we've ever had on the david o'gray show so this is this is a big deal bear wasnick is a champion surfer a certified ninja black belt and host of ewtn's deep adventure radio program and featured um on ewtn's reality show special deep adventure quest he is a benedictine oblate and the author of the book deep in the wave and his new book that we're talking about today bear is also an adventure guy for the deep adventure quest retreats and a popular conference speaker if you if you get a chance go over to um, catholicspeaker.com and look up his profile you can see videos of, of some of the things he, he's doing so welcome on to the show bear 
Hey, aloha, David. I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you, but I can, <laughs> I'm not sure why, but I can make do at this end, I guess. Um, yes, good to be on your show. You know, in Hawaii, your, your name is Kavika. I don't know if you know that. I actually didn't know that. That's, I mean, what is it? Does this have a meeting other than the beloved? Uh, it, it means that you're totally awesome interviewer. I think is what it said. And, <laughs> and actually it's like all, almost all Hawaiian names. It starts with a letter K. So, okay. Yeah. Are you, are you a native from Hawaii? I'm sorry. What did you say? Are you a native of Hawaii? No, no. I've, I've lived here about 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so man, so exciting to have you here and I want to have you on to talk about your new book, which I've, I've read. Uh, if people you're listening, if you're watching on the live streams, you can probably see the book that I'm holding up here. It is the deep adventure, the way of heroic virtue, um, bear Wozniak and bear. This is your, this is your second book. I mean, how is this different than, than your first book? Well, the first book was more of like a fishing net. I threw out uh, a big net. It was it wasn't so overtly uh, Catholic, and in fact, people wouldn't even recognize it as being a, a book about God originally. And I just kind of drew them in. But the essence of that that first book was about um, really the center, the the um, synthesis of the contemplative journey that Ralph Martin did in his book, uh, The Fulfillment of All Desire. But it kind of yeah. uses the stories of my life. Uh, and my surfing adventures and things like that to draw people in. And uh, I'm very transparent there about my challenges and my vulnerabilities. And so it's been kind of a cool thing because when people read that book and they, they meet me, they're much more open to talk story about their own, their own situation. And, you know, I've really found in writing all my, both of my books um, that, and, and doing my radio show and things like that, that most people are Rocky Balboa. Most people are facing a lot of adversity to some degree or another in their life. Yeah. And then how they respond to that and uh, uh, if they can turn that adversity into an adventure is what I like to say. So being very transparent like that in my books, I find myself getting to hear these incredible stories from people you would have no idea what they're facing. Wow. Wow. And I know that um, one important thing to you that you especially do in this book, I knew you do it in your previous book, just really just the art of telling a story. And I love how in this book that you have an, an art of integrating story with what you're trying to communicate in this book. But I want to just give the listeners and I want you guys to go out there. The book is published by Sophia Press and we have Institute Press and we have a link to it and um, description as a video on all the live streams. So make sure, and also on my website, David L. Grady info, you go to the radio program. You can get a link to bears book out over Sophia press. So make sure you go out there and check it out. Read the reviews. I definitely recommend that you get it. Um, I learned more in this book about surfing than I ever thought I would in my entire life. So that that's another thing <laughs> that, that I thought was amazing about the book. Uh, but Barrett, like you like you do in your in your first book, you like it's like I say, you include story. You have the art of telling story. You're really good at it. But you tell a lot of stories about your wife and your children. Why why was that important for you to include those stories into into the book? Well, you know the the thing is is we all are living a story, right? You know, and and we're all living that adventure. Um, in fact, history is his story. It's the story of Jesus, and uh, what a great. What a great journey we're all on. I remember in the, in the series, The Hobbit, at some point, I think it's Fredo, says, I wonder what kind of adventure this will be. <laughs> but we, we know that all of this adventure is really, you know, we're born in the image of God. You know, we were made in his image and likeness. 
but we're really not that much like him. You know, I have my 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 children. A couple of them look look like me. They're in my image, but they're not like me. They're very different from me. And so this journey that we're on uh, in, in this pursuit of virtue that I write about is that we, though we're made in God's image, in other words, we have a spiritual, rational soul yeah. that can actually commune with our maker and not only can, but wants to. We have that inward, upward yearning to seek, to seek uh, our creator. Uh, not only, but, but the, the, the journey we're on is to, is to bring us back to his likeness. We're not like him. We have a fallen nature. Uh, but the adversity and the different things and the decisions that we make in life either bring us closer to being like him or, and it's interesting how, you know, one of my sons, Jeremiah, he's a big wave rider. He's surfed 85 foot waves. Um, he looks wow. a lot like me, but he isn't very much like me, but it's been interesting over the years, how he becomes more and more like, mm -hmm. and that's the journey. I think we're all on is to become more and more like our heavenly father. Yeah. And we do that, uh, you know, by growth in the virtues, the essence of the virtue is to be like, is to, to, is to be uh, like God. You know, um, the root word for virtue is man. And so to be manly, to be a real man, is to be a man of virtue. And yeah. that's so we pursue those seven virtues in this book. Yeah, so let's talk about that. I like how you, you, you opened up your book talking about manliness, because I know you have a whole ministry for that. So I thought that was fascinating. I said, oh, okay, this, this is an opening salvo. He drew first blood with this. This is great. But let's, let's talk about the, um, this, the structure, just as the basic structure of the book. What, 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 flow, what flow do you take them through? Because I know you're dealing with the seven virtues, but how is the book outlined for the reader? Well, we go through the, we go, we, first of all, we talk about what, a vir what the virtues are, what, what they are. And then we, we flow, we start with the four cardinal virtues, which are the basic virtues that Aristotle and Socrates, you know, they said, you know, the, the, the key to happiness is to be a, a man of virtue. And they figured if people knew that, they would just then be virtuous because you, don't you want to be happy? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy. God wants us. That Part of that desire for happiness is a desire that God's placed in our heart. But then you find out you're really not all that good at being virtuous. And Paul, you know, Paul wrote, and I love Paul. I've been on, on in his footsteps up there in Greece and different places. He would write, you know, he was a great theologian and a great, great man of God. But he did, he wrote a lot about Jesus. He wrote a lot about love. But the word he used more than anything else was dynamos, power. And so he knew, uh, he writes about uh, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. He knew, and the church knows, and teaches that we also need to be infused with these three theological virtues. And that's where we gain the power to grow in the, in the cardinal virtues. There's so many good people, by the way, out there, wonderful people who are even atheists, who live these lives in the cardinal virtues. Yeah. And when they live a life like that, it kind of keeps the ground uh, turned over. So when that the seed of the word of God comes to them, they're more able to receive that. And, and, to, and to enter into the fullness of relationship with the Lord. So we as Catholics know that to live the true life of virtue, we need those theological, those Holy Spirit-infused virtues of faith and hope and love. So we, we kind of cover the arc, starting with the cardinal virtues, which comes from the word cardus. It means a hinge. It's the gateway to happiness. And, and the virtues also are like closing a gate. It's like a fortress against harm uh, that we can fall into when we're not being virtuous. Uh, and then we go into this this beautiful, sweet relationship that God calls us to that brings us brings life to all areas of our of our existence. Mm -hmm. 
And we're speaking with Bear Wozniak. He is a world champion surfer, certified ninja black belt, and host of EWTN's Deep Adventure radio program. Um, and the show comes on, I know a lot of networks, I know I hear you sometimes, Bear, it comes on Saturday on a lot of EWTN networks, doesn't it? Your Deep Adventure Can you say show? it again? I hardly can hear you. I'm sorry, David. Also, your Deep Adventure radio program comes on Saturdays on a lot of networks, EWTN networks. Yeah, right? you know, it's actually the name of the show that I think there's a, we need to update the bios that they're sending out. It's the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Bear Wozniak and Adventure, I love, yeah. I, lo I love saying that, that it's an adventure, and I think it's at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then our TV show, Long Ride Home with Bear Wozniak, that's a motorcycle-based immersive reality TV show that I think the newest season, season Three started yesterday, and that's in the evenings. I think, I guess, on on they're running, going to be running it on Tuesday nights. Our whole mission, though, is to evangelize, and more specifically, we really have this outreach to men, and and to reach people for Christ, especially men, especially today. You need to have a gritty, real message, and so we people go walking by their TV sets, or you know, we're also on Prime Video on the Armed Forces Network with our motorcycle show. And they go, what is this? These guys are riding across the desert. I want to watch this. And then sooner or later, they realize these guys are are, are Christians and they're Catholics. Yeah. And they're talking about a deeply personal relationship with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Let me, Um. so on, on page seven, on page 27 of your book, I wanted to read this story, which I thought was like so, so amazing. Um. And this is the deep adventure, um, the way of heroic virtue. Is that Sophia Press? So this is page, and this is on page twenty-seven. And it says, one day early in the new millennium, during the first swell of the year, I looked towards the waves and I saw one lone surfer who was deep in the peak. Um, he was deeper in the peak than anyone else. When the first set came, I saw him paddling over to the first first wave after wave, each one bigger than the next. Finally, the biggest wave of the set bore down on him. He faced the shore and paddled with all his might to catch it. At the summit of the 28-foot wall of water, his board began to freefall. And with only his fin and a little bit of the back of his board grabbing the fellow, the hollow wave face, pushing nose down, he stood up. As he got to his feet, he did something startling. He launched himself off his board and into the jaws of the wave in a perfect swan dive most surfers would consider this move a death drop but he threw himself into it with total abandon at the at the last moment he straightened him, his arms out and pierced the face of the wave i knew that deep beneath the surface he was going into a fetal position his arms wrapped around his knees Drawing his, drawing him close to his chest. Surfers do this, Bear says in the book, so that the limbs are not um, dislocated from the violence of the wave, and it shakes. Um, 
it shakes the life like a toy from from the dangerous um, jaws. Sorry, I'm reading this a little bit slow. I don't have a lot of light in here. I apologize about that. But the bear ends this story since he he watched in, in disbelief from the um, from the wave pummeled him, and all I could see was the let me get some light on here so I can finish this sorry about this when you get my age you just need a little bit more light than <laughs> to see that you would but let me finish this story off because I think it's amazing I says he says I can see the nose of the big wave standing in the water like a tombstone the boar was attached to his leg by the leash though it was still being held down under more than 20 feet of water it seemed like an eternity passed until this fearless surfer popped up laughing loudly with a look of exaltation he grabbed his board and paddled to the deep channel before the next huge wave pounced on him so i thought it was amazing bear you, you narrate this story about how this this 20 plus foot wave came out and this guy paddled into it and he mounts the wave with just like this fearless abandon. Yet something happens, which I really don't understand yet. But he has to dive into it, and he goes underneath the water. And so he comes out to the shore, and he just he's ready to go back in again, right? I think most people like me, we don't realize how dangerous surfing is, right? It looks fun. It looks like theater. Um, it looks like it may require training. But as dangerous as it is, I was just amazed how this guy just went back right in. That that's my friend. He became one of my best friends, Crazy Todd. I call him Crazy Todd. Yeah. And he's the one who towed my son Jeremiah into 85 foot surf. They get so big that you can't paddle in. You have to be towed in by a jet ski and then you let go. <clears throat> but the message of that story is that when you paddle out, when you paddle out, you leave the shoreline behind you. You turn your back on the aina. You just mm -hmm. paddle out into the to the hey hey nalu the mountain waves you turn your back on the land it's really the first lesson in spiritual growth is detachment from all the things that you're clinging to right you have to go out we paddle out and we turn our back on all of that and we wait for the wave we in other words we wait for the move of the lord if you think about it that way but our creed at deep adventure ministries is that the most radical thing you can do the most radical quest or pursuit that you can have in life is to abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. You think about it, God's wild. I mean, he did make those waves. People, people say, I want to go get close to nature, and they go out into the wilderness. Well, it's wild out there. You can get hurt. It's not Disneyland, you know? Yeah. And so our creed of abandoning yourself to the wild adventure of God's will, and I really mean that, and you know this too. When you, when you like on my desk right here, it, it, I call it the Resolute Desk. I, I have a plaque on it. I named it after the one in the White House. And then underneath that, it says, thy will be done. When you abandon yourself to God's will, actively abandon yourself to God's will, you get to see God do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because he will put you, put you in very challenging and unusual situations. And you get to see God show up. You get to see God use you. You know, you're, you're working in a situation. You're feeling led to do this. May not be, but you, you learn over time when it's the Lord and when it's not, you feel compelled to do something, 
But you say, Lord, I can't do this without you. You please help me. And then you see mountains fall or you see walls collapse as you're approaching them. So this abandonment, uh, when he dove into that wave and pierced the face of that wave and closed his arms and around himself, he became like a child. You, you, you go into the fetal position or the wave will rip your arms out of their socket. I have had a wave just tracing the face of it at that same, probably that same day, uh, dislocated my finger, just, you know, just holding the wave, the face of the wave, so I would stay close to it. Yeah. So there's that abandonment, and that's where the, all the thrill is. When you yeah. And I know, look at your life, David. I can see what you're up to, man. <laughs> uh, you, you made the mistake of saying the Holy Spirit nudging you, and you go, yes, Lord. And he goes, yeah. well, I got a surprise for you. We got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, the greatest adventure of all, too, for me, is people say, you know, you've, you've, you've paddled big waves. You've paddled Molokai Channel. You've paddled your bicycle across the United States. You've ran with the bulls. You're skydiver, pilot, scuba diver, all this other stuff. And they go, I have this draw to adventure, too. But, you know, I have this family. And I have these kids. And I'm like, dude, that's the great adventure. Can, can you imagine you're bringing an eternal being into existence? It's an unfathomable thought. And so, men, especially, your great adventure is to turn to your kuleana, as we say in Hawaii, your God-given responsibility slash stewardship. If you turn to your kuleana and you live a life of virtue, you're in for the ride of your life. And so to seek, God, seek, God's, uh, seek God's will, and you do that, by the way. People tell me, ask me, what does it take to ride big waves? And I tell them, my 20-20-20 rule. You need to be able to paddle your surfboard for 20 miles because at times you get pushed out to sea and it's night starts coming and you need to just survive until the until someone can tell the next day. Or, wow. or you need to dive down. We dive down out here at Waikiki. We dive down about 20 feet and we, uh, and I'll show you. We'll dive down 20 feet and grab a rock or a heavy piece of coral and run underwater and then at sunset, we hold our breath for about two minutes and 20 seconds. That's how long it takes for the sun to set. We're, we're, I call it the 20-20-20 rule. We're preparing ourselves when the big surf comes. But if you're, but as Christians, we need to do that 20-20-20 rule. What I mean by that is go to Mass. That's about 25, 30 minutes in the day. Just pray the rosary. Pray the liturgy of the hour. Study the catechism. If you spend time like that, uh, you're preparing yourself for when the wave of the Holy Spirit comes, you recognize it and you you position yourself for it and you paddle into it with all your might and you abandon yourself to God's will. Yeah. We're speaking with Bear Wozniak. Bear, where can people find you online? Uh, well, we have, a, I'm glad you asked me that. We have deepadventure.com as our site and you would love it because we have a, we have Bear's Man Cave, which is a, is a social community for men. Uh, we took ourselves off Facebook. We have our own community site. And the men there challenge and encourage each other. And people go, well, I'm not good enough to be in, your, in the man cave. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know enough. I'm not holy enough. And we just tell men, we're like, we're all bozos on the same bus. You're all welcome in the man cave. And then when you join the man cave, there's also the School of Manliness, which is a three-year uh, circulating curriculum where we take you through uh, uh, um, 36 different rules of manliness, you know, yeah. and so it's an, and then when you're done, you start over again. And there's videos, there's written, there's written things, there's written articles, there's videos from me and from different people. And then there's also a way to start writing down because when you write down, like we've all done with our resolutions, when you write something down, it's not a daydream, it becomes a goal. 
and you and you watch God work. And then when you recycle back and do that three years later, you go, oh, look at how far I've come. Look at what the Lord, look at how the Lord's transformed me in the virtues. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, make sure you go out there to Sophia Institute Press or even, yeah, I guess anywhere you like getting your books, Amazon or whatever. Check out Bear Wozniak's book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Hero Virtue. One thing that you do in this book, um, Bear, is I love you again. I love your analogies. I love how you tell stories about your family. But you also make a point that um that at one point in time in the book you talk about how the way to live the best life as a, as a Catholic or as a Christian, obviously, is to have a Bible in one hand and have the catechism of the Catholic Church in the other. And that way, you know, I think in that analogy, you're talking about how getting lost that seed, how you can find your true north. And, and how could you make that little part there sound like practical for like a Catholic? The only time they hear scripture well, maybe is when they go to mass. But so how do you make that more so practical? So many people are confused about They'll say, well, Catholics don't know the Bible. We have more scripture in, a, in one mass than most Protestant churches do in a whole month. Yeah. And we cover the whole Bible. If you're doing the liturgy, the hours, and the, and the mass, in a three-year period, you're covering the whole scripture. Yeah. Uh, but I love what Jeff Cavins did, his Adventure Bible. It's so cool. He, he and I kind of run this parallel track. The Great Adventure Bible. And he's got a compass on it, just like I have on my website. Yeah. It's very good to go through scriptures. I remember once I read the whole Bible. New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament in a six-week period of time. And it just gave me the breadth and scope and sense of the topography of, of the story. But remember, it's the Catholic Church that, that put together the table of contents of all these books of the Bible. And so why not go to that magisterium, that source, to understand uh, the scriptures? Because the scriptures, I remember when Augustine, back in the day, day, Augustine said he picked up the Bible and goes like, what's this? This isn't like some uh, smart philosopher talking. These are stories and poetry and, and some's allegorical. And, you know, so it takes really to take the catechism alongside you. And I teach a daily catechism every morning on Deep Adventure, Bear Wasn't Deep Adventure Facebook page. Every morning I do uh, from my, with the ocean in the background, I teach 15 minutes and we go through the entire catechism. It takes about three years, but we're now we're going through it our second time now. And you can understand the catechism. Don't let people fool you. It's not a reference book. It, it, it says to you, you can use this for Lectio Divina. Maybe you only read a half a page or a page a day. But, you know, when I do my catechisms, people think I'm so smart. But I'm just reading the catechism and then acting like, you know, saying a few things about it, you know. Catholic Church is smart. You know, I know you love faith and reason, right? Yeah. Both. Not either or. They go like Aquinas. They go, they go hand in hand. So if you're if you've missed out on the catechism, don't wait for the movie. Pick up the book, you know, and start yeah. reading it. Go online and get it. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. And so we still have uh, maybe ten minutes or so left. If you have a question for Bear? Just let me know on one of our live streams, or you can call in at eight seven seven. Seven five seven nine four two four. If you want to speak to Bear, ask him a question about his ministry or about his book or any advice that he has that he can re uh, relate to you. So again, that's eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. If you want to call in or just um, chat a message over in one of the live streams, I see a lot of you guys are are watching. Hey David, it looks like your microphone is off. Is on mute. Yeah, if I turn I it on, it's, 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 it's going, going to, to echo. echo. Okay, like okay, yeah. yeah. One of the things, David, that people ask me about too is 
because we talk about the seven virtues. That's justice, giving to each man what you have, they have due from you. Uh, and of course, God's a person. So what does he have due from you is everything, right? And then there's temperance. I use self-mastery because temperance has kind of a bad rap. Uh, but self-mastery is really critical now. Men, so many men are just, men today are on the full-on attack from the pornography industry. You, mm -hmm. you know, you have to, you, you have to live in a closet not to realize that you're under attack. You'd have to live in, inside some fortress not to know that. Uh, men are under attack, and so the virtue of self-mastery is so important. And then the virtue of prudence and fortitude. Uh, so many people think that prudence is for those people that sit around and don't do anything. You know, they're oh, be too prudent to do that. But the reality is, like, when we surf big waves, you know, we, we look at the weather. Like, I have, I have a TV camera in my house right here. Uh, pointing out at the waves, the surfers from all over the world, about 20,000 hits a, a week looking through that camera to check out the surf. Um, and, and we know the swell direction. We know uh, is that because most of our swells come from about 1,000 miles away. We know where the low pressure systems is. We know what the, the wave interval is. We know when the low tide, when the high tide. We know what reefs pick up those, those waves the best. And we know our boards. We wax them. We care for them. We know our leash is strong. And we train. And then we go surf big waves. It's like when I lived in, so, so prudence is there so that you can be bold. Prudence, and if you're a Christian, God's calling you to be bold. Wake up. And so to be bold, to have fortitude and to be coraggio, to be bold, you need to have that virtue of prudence. You know, when we were in, in Cocoa Beach, we saw them launching these huge rockets out of Port Canaveral. And... Uh, I know that's about the boldest thing you can do is to launch a, launch some human beings or be a person that's being launched into, into space. But we listen in on their on the on the headset as they're getting ready to launch, and they'll say, uh, you know, um, down down range, and they'll say check go, they'll say uh, electrical go, navigation go, and then they punch that button and they launch that rocket. There's all this pre-flight checklist. So yeah. prudence isn't meant to be just sitting on a couch doing nothing. Prudence is very important. It's the charioteer of the virtues, the catechism says, and it, it guides all the virtues. But if you're a Christian, get off the couch. Stop yelling at the news. Yelling at the news and saying you're pro-life isn't being pro-life. That's just being opinionated. <laughs> but getting out and doing something about it, asking the Lord, what can I do? Yeah. But that takes prudence in, in combination with courage, fortitude. To move but if you're a christian christians have always swam upstream and right now in this time we seem like the sky is falling in christians need to be ready to make a stand yeah amen and but how do you relate um the liturgy you know the the, the liturgy of the mass you know the church catholic church calls the highest form of prayer right it's, it's our highest form of prayer the liturgy divinizes it makes it makes us holy so the liturgy is where it's all at for for the catholic but but so how do you how do you relate the liturgy of the mass with the great adventure that you've been on bear the surfing the martial arts the skydiving where do you see those things at um when you think of the liturgy well the, the liturgy of the mass right it's it means the work of the people liturgy means the work of the people and so the liturgy of the word that i love to pray my wife and i prayed every day a portion of it when we have coffee um it's the work it's the work of the people. So to, to be at mass, uh, 
is to do the stuff, is to do the work that God made for you. But that also empowers you to do the rest of the work. And our, our biggest job really, really is to love God back. That's really our work. And how we do that is how we work that out. But, but of course, the, the, the work of the, and so many men, they get up and go, and I know I challenge, I'm challenged with this, I have my prayer chair right behind me. And I get up and I, and I look at my desk and I'm like, oh, I got all this work to do. And I see my prayer chair and I have a choice to make because there's a, there's a misunderstanding that people think, well, I've, I got a, a man thinks I have to be productive. I got to get to work. But what's your most important work is the liturgy. And then from there, you get your power and your insight and, and the Holy Spirit becomes your friend and he directs your steps. And then your work, your regular work becomes so much more productive and becomes so much more uh, 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 wise. You, you tend to yeah. not make as many bad decisions yeah. because, you're, because you have the Holy Spirit walking with you as your companion. The Holy Spirit digs on you if you're a carpenter or if you're welder if you're cpa like me he digs on watching you do good work he's there to help you i remember when i took the cpa exam i felt the holy spirit all over me when i was a young life maybe my most spiritual wow. experience wow because god loves us to work but the first work because god works jesus said even now the father and i we work but your work your most important work is to is to is to is to love god back and you do that in the liturgy of the mass the liturgy of the hour and in and in um, just meditating on His name, I'm a I'm a Benedictine oblate. We love to pray the Jesus prayer. Yeah. Jesus, Lord Jesus, Son of the Living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I have the the beads on my hand of the yeah. fifty uh, yeah. of the fifty beads of the ancient monks of the desert to pray that prayer. Just love God back. Yeah. Smile back at Him. He's smiling at you. And one thing I love about your book, again, we're talking about Bear Wozniak, and make sure you go out there and check out his book and his ministry and his website. Um, you can go into any browser, in any browser, YouTube, um, uh, sorry, Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, anywhere you want to go. Just type in Bear Wozniak, B-A-R-W-O-Z-N-I-C-K. Type it in. You can find him everywhere. Make sure you check out his book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. Um, key word here, Bear, is something that's very important to us Catholics is heroic. It's something that we consider when we're considering the lives of the saints, right? So what what is what is what does society get wrong about sainthood? You know, I mean about hero virtue. You know, when I was oh, yeah. in when I was in grad school trying to get an MBA, you know, we always had this conversation about, you know, are leaders born or are they made? What about heroes? Hero virtue. Is it something you're born with or something that you cultivate? To be a saint, uh, one of the one of the requirements is heroic virtue. That's why I called my book "Deep Adventure: The Way of Heroic Virtue." And uh, to be a saint isn't to be a softy. You know, there's all kinds of different kinds of saints. Look at the difference between Aquinas and and, and Augustine and, and Francis and and Paul and and Cyril of Jerusalem are, are, are in the Liturgy of the Hour today. All very very different people, but all lived. Uh, life of heroic virtue now when you give your life to the lord you don't become less of who you are right. all that natural gifting god gives you is is added onto or infused with the charisms of the holy spirit you become more integrated more comfortable with yourself more healed and more able to really be who you are so when you abandon yourself to god he's probably not going to say well he may say initially you need to lay all these things down and then one by one he may cause you to pick them up 
But in your very, like when Moses threw down his rod and became a snake, and you see what it really is when you're the one guiding it. But when you pick it up and the rod of Moses becomes the rod of God, that's the essence of it is that, is that our, our, our life, when you give your life to Jesus, you don't become sublimated by him and, and made into something you're not. That's what the world does. That's what the devil does. That's what society does. Look at the woke culture basically saying, shut up. Don't talk. You don't agree with me. You're a bad person. But the Lord fills you and makes you more of who you are. You know, I tell you what, I love surfing. And one day I became a world champion surfer, tandem surfing, lifting, like I lift my wife and we surf. And I thought, this is dangerous because now I'm going to have what do they call vainglory, pride. <laughs> but guess what? By my pursuing that natural desire, the Lord opened up the chance for me to write a book, to have it published. And that opened the door for a radio show. And that opened the door for a TV show. So the natural and all uh, the natural way that you are, God will make you more of that. He'll make you more of that as He as He fills you as you die to your own agendas and let God use those. You let go and let God, and you get to see God do the stuff. You get to see the adventure. You get to walk, walk. You know, Samuel said, someone said, um, Joshua said, when you walk in the ways of the Lord. God will bless everything you do. Mm -hmm. But Samuel said something even more cool later on. He said, if you walk in the ways of the Lord, then you walk in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. You get to do this stuff. You get to yeah. be right there with him. Yeah. Watch him move. But as we close out, we got about 10 seconds left. Where can people find you again? Deepadventure.com. And, we, you know, we have a place for the mama bears there, too. And we have the man cave and we have the school of manliness there. So please go to deepadventure.com and our YouTube, the Bear Wozniak YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of ministry stuff, but then we got our tandem surfing life out there too. If you want to mm -hmm. see some, my wife's here right now, you know, if you want to see some great tandem surfing and, and Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure on Facebook works awesome. also. Thanks for coming on the David O. Gray Show, Bear. I'm sorry? Thanks for coming on the David O. Gray Show. Uh, I, I think I got to get you on my show. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll, I will I will be able to hear you and and I'll listen more to your story. You've been talking about <laughs> mine, but I I've been reading your background. I want to get you on my show. Oh, thanks, man. I look forward to it. And thank you for tuning okay, in. David. I'll be back same time next week, same place. I look forward to conversing with you again. In between time, visit me at davidlgray.info. But until then, till next time, remember that Jesus loves you. Jesus is there for you, and live your life like salvation matters. And may the blessings and graces of our Lord and graces, favors, fell fall upon you and yours. Thank you.